Hey there, leading ladies. Welcome to the Women Physicians Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Herbert, a two-time best-selling author, speaker, family physician, and executive leadership coach with over 20 years experience of providing primary care and serving as a healthcare leader. If you are a woman physician ready to make a change in your career and have a seat at the leadership table, then you are in the right place. I'm excited to provide you with the crucial skills you need to be a successful leader and strategies to deal with workplace challenges. So put on your headphones and listen as we explore the new world of building women physician leaders. Hello, leading ladies. Welcome back to another episode of the Women Physicians Lead Podcast. So I am your host, Dr. Lisa Herbert, board-certified family physician, best-selling author, speaker, and executive leadership coach. So I have today with me another special guest as we continue our series, Turning Pain into Purpose. So my guest today is Dr. Delicia Haynes. Dr. Delicia is a board-certified family physician and obesity specialist. She is also the CEO and founder of Family First Health Center, an integrative membership-based family medicine clinic in Daytona Beach, Florida. She is considered a trailblazer in the medical community. Dr. Haynes founded the first direct primary care clinic in Volusia and Flagler counties as part of her mission to make healthcare more accessible and advocate for the sacredness of the doctor-patient relationship. She is also the best-selling author of The Dawn, a roadmap to finding a light in your darkest hour, and The Daybreaker's inspirational planning journal. Dr. Delicia has coached and consulted doctors on creating the practice of their dreams since 2015, and as a result of her small group course, Direct Primary Care, Rx for Success, She helps physicians eliminate insurance hassles, spend less time on paperwork, more time with family, and practice medicine in line with the values that took them to medical school while increasing their income, inspiration, and impact. Dr. Delicia is also on a mission to improve the wellness of physicians and medical professionals. She is the creator of the White Coat Safe Space Initiative dedicated to raising awareness, advocacy, and prevention of physician suicide, and helping health professionals love the life that they live. So please help me in welcoming Dr. Haynes to the Women Physicians Lead Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so happy to be here. Great. Well, I have been wanting to talk to you for a long time, so I'm glad that we were able to finally find some space and and make this interview happen. I think that you have a lot to share with our audience, and I can't wait for them to hear the story. So the first question I have for you is thinking about your career and leadership journey, who or what may have been instrumental in that decision? Well, I always say like I was, uh, I didn't set out to be the leader. Um, it was always like, there's a problem and I want to solve it. And in some way I became the leader con- uh, a lot <laughs> because um you know, I just was like, there, we can solve it. We can do this. And uh, sometimes I would actually want to be the reluctant leader, like leader. I wanted to be the person in the background and I would try to have someone else do it. And, you know, it wasn't their passion. It wasn't their calling. And so um, I would end up just becoming the leader, whether it was, you know, even in starting my own practice, I just had a very strong vision for how I wanted to practice medicine. So I couldn't go into someone else's office and say, can we change everything? Um and so it really was just that 
you know, that vision of, of what I was looking to create, the, the change that I was, I was looking to make. And if I didn't have a team that was willing to go with me, then I was going to, you know, kind of start the way. And then people kind of came along as it went. Yeah. So that's great. And I think that um, that happens for a lot of us, right? So as physicians, we're typically not, um, we don't really call ourselves or label ourselves as leaders, although it, it seems as if now with these times, we've kind of just been pushed in that direction, which is a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of times it does take, wanting to make a change, wanting to do something differently, wanting to kind of step out um, and change the status quo that really pushes us into that, um, into that role, right, of, of being a leader. So what does actually a day in your space look like as a woman physician who has her own direct primary care practice and who has these other advocacy projects? Um, what does that look like? Who do you serve and what challenges do you face? Uh, so I, I started my own practice 14 years ago and with no business background at all, straight straight out of residency. And then eight years ago, transitioned to direct primary care, became the first membership-based direct primary care clinic in our area, um, had never sold before. And you know suddenly I was in this space that I had to actually go out and pitch and, and sell, which is just something that was completely foreign to me. And uh, so in terms of like what my my day now looks like, I am the founder and CEO of Family First Health Center. I've made a, um, a huge, I, I like the SABERS, the Morning SABERS acronym from uh, Miracle Morning. So I, I strive to uh, incorporate that into every morning. It is not 100%. Um, but just to take a little bit of time to just kind of pause, you know, whether it's prayer, whether it's meditation, you know, doing some movement, but really um, getting into my morning routine, the way that I start my day definitely sets the tone for, you know, everything. And then, you know, really getting myself as, you know, the, the leader of my practice, making sure that uh, my own mental health is where it needs to be before I go in and am leading my team and my staff and my patients. Um so I'm, you know, I, I take some time for that. And from pretty much 9am to noon, I'm, you know, I'm seeing patients, I, I really um, am knocking on the door, not just because I'm telling them I'm coming in, but to remind myself to leave everything that I'm thinking about in the hallway, and to be fully present with them. And um, toward the end of the day, when we have our little our lunchtime where you know, I meet with my team about what's going well, what we need to change. And, and then we go back into kind of our kind of uh, afternoon um, patient care and then, you know, wrap it up, um, get everybody all tucked in for <laughs> for the night and the weekend. And hopefully they don't come untucked and uh, then give uh, a lot of space to the other the other projects that I work on. So I'm very passionate about physician mental health. Um, so doing some follow-up with medical schools that have reached out to us um, and medical students and uh, physician groups, um, sometimes doing some writing. And um, oftentimes I'll communicate with one of the doctors that I'm coaching who's interested in transition to direct primary care. Um, and then, you know, coming home and enjoying, uh, I just moved, I love the water and I just moved um, to living on a lake. And so uh, my goal is to see the sunset over the lake every night. Now, that's also something that hasn't completely happened. 
but um, <laughs> this, you know, it's important to have goals. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get to see the water, even if it's, you know, got stars twinkling over it. Wow, that sounds awesome. I'm totally jealous, um, Dr. Delicia, living <laughs> on the lake. That's sort of like one of my one of my goals as well. I love the water and seeing the sunset, I'm sure it's just beautiful. Um, so it sounds like you have a very busy day, you know, starting with, um, I love that you take the time to center yourself in the morning, which I think is something that we all could use and we all could do to sort of um, help us just to be in a better mental space um, as our day goes on. Um, and then seeing your patients and then giving your time back at the end of that to the advocacy work and, and the other areas that you are <clears throat> passionate about. So sometimes, you know, when we are, um, when we devote our time to things outside of our primary practice or outside of our um, personal life, it's usually inspired by something. Um, so could you define for us a time where you may have been faced with a painful situation or a challenge and how you approached it and what positive came out of that? Absolutely. And um, I'll say that a, a lot of the things that I'm known for came from pain. Um, and the um, where there was my my first book, The Dawn of Roadmap to Find Your Light in Your Darkest Hour, which was a, it tells my story in terms of being a suicidal high schooler who becomes the wounded healer who goes to medical school and um, has to take time off to be treated for depression to you know starting my own practice and doing a grand rounds on suicide and um, depression among physicians and suddenly becoming empowered and realizing like, hey, I'm not the weak link. Like this is actually a problem. I'm not the only one. Um, I didn't actually write the book until my best friend died by suicide. And he was actually my best friend's husband. And in order to get to her, he had to go through me. So he was very smart. He, he infiltrated her entire sister circle. And he was uh, just, he just really looked out for me all the time. And, you know, I, in running a practice and running a business, you will at some point have some kind of legal something that you need to, you know, some assistance with. And uh, he was just always there kind of directing me to the right person. Um, I didn't, I never knew he was struggling. I yeah. never, and, and we never had that conversation. Um, we always talked about our wins, you know, what we were doing next, what our, you know, our goals were. He wanted me to be on all these boards and across the nation and state and political that I had zero interest in. And, um, you know, he was always looking out. And so when he, when he died, um, especially, you know, dying by suicide, I just, decided that no one who knows me is going to know me and not know that part of my story. Mm. Um, because up to that point, I didn't really want to become labeled or known as like the depressed physician. I was trying to build a practice, you know, I was, you know, concerned about my reputation, uh, what would my patients think. And when that happened, I, you know, I just, um, you know, not that I could ever go back and change an action that he decided he did, um, just looking at like my own, like, okay, you know, I, I wish he knew this about me. I wish that when we were sharing our wins and our, the peaks of our mountains, that we also talked about the valleys. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, so that's when the, you know, really the, the, the book was, um, was born out of that. Like I wanted to, um, 
kind of find a way to honor him kind of going forward because he always looked out for me. Um, so yeah, so that was definitely um, born out of that. And then my, um, my planner um, was born out of actually kind of the same time period. So he died and right before he died, I was in a car accident. I had a traumatic brain injury and I couldn't work for three weeks. Wow. Which is devastating when you are known for your brain and you know, you, it's, that's what you do. Um, and then my mom called and she was telling me that she had some discharge and, and I was like, well, you know, um, you should you know, definitely go to your doctor, get it kind of checked out. You know, you've had four kids, it's, you know, it's probably incontinence, but you know, just, just go ahead. Right. And I wasn't, you know, after the, after the car accident, my, the concussion symptoms really just it, organization was out the door um, in terms of, you know, what I was able to do. And she called me one Sunday and she said, well, you know, they, they found a little, you know, some cancer. I'm going to be going for hysterectomy this Thursday. Don't try to come up. It'll be fine. And I, it was a Sunday that she called and I, I kept saying, I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to her doctor. Her surgery was that Thursday. Um, I'd made plans to fly up um, Friday morning and every day, you know, I would, you know, go to work, get just overwhelmed with everything that was, was, was happening at work. And I, I didn't call her doctor. Um, and like the night before her surgery, I reached out to a friend of mine who's, who's a faculty at that uh, medical school just to, you know, en enlist her prayers and to, you know, to let her know what was happening so that, that someone could be looking out. And um, she sent an email to my mom's surgeon, but the surgeon didn't read it. And my mom was humble. So she didn't tell anybody like, well, my daughter's a doctor, you know. Um. Hey, leading ladies, this is Dr. Lisa. I love bringing you great content and dropping pearls to help you lead with confidence. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Hello, leading ladies, it's Dr. Lisa. Ready to claim your seat at the leadership table? Well, let's partner together. I believe that when a physician learns the crucial skills they need to step up and lead, positive change happens in their own life and community. So ready to talk? As a physician and certified executive leadership coach, I provide training and support for physicians who want to feel confident in their ability to lead and be the respected voice in healthcare. So if you book your free 30-minute consultation today, we are going to analyze where you are in your career and identify the specific support you need to lead successfully. And if we're a good fit, I will provide you with the solution that is best for you. So I look forward to learning more about your leadership journey and how I can support your growth. Go to www.justtherightbalance.com forward slash physician consult. That's www.justtherightbalance.com forward slash physician consult. Hey there, leading ladies, it's Dr. Lisa. Thanks for hanging in with me. Now back to our amazing interview. And I called my dad uh, Thursday after I'd finished, uh, you know, a speaking engagement and expecting to hear, oh, everything went well, well, you know, and he said they couldn't take it out because it was attached to other structures. Ooh. And my heart just sank. 
And I flew up and found out um, they had never done any imaging. Um, They had taken my mom to surgery, opened her up and said, oh, it's stage four. Wow. Uh, Stage four uterine carcinoma sarcoma. And um, from that moment, like I, you know, recognize like there's, there's the things that I need to get done and there's, you know, the person that I want to be, but there's also people that I never want to leave behind. And I literally didn't, I didn't sleep for two months after that. I was riddled with guilt and I was flying back and forth from Florida where I lived to Kentucky, where she was to be involved in her care. Um, and so really when I was create constructing the planner, it was from all the personal development and things that I had done. And then also like the, you know, the real things I need to get done. And then the people that I need to connect with, uh, because I never wanted to drop the ball again on the person that was like the most important to me as I'm going out and doing, you know, all these other things. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing <clears throat> those stories with us. Um, I think it's important for physicians to realize that first that we're human. Um, and that we do encounter, you know, um, the same stories that you share, you know, whether it's struggles with mental health, whether it's friends and family who struggle with mental health, being caretakers for our parents, or just being there for another family member who may be going through, you know, some medical um, issue that requires our attention, and then having to be in the space where you're trying to juggle all of that you know, as well, you know, obviously can be um, very overwhelming. So, um, but, you know, for you to then take that and to turn it into something positive through your stories and your outlet and your journal, I think is definitely going to help a lot of people. Yeah. So thank you for that. And what do you, what do you say to people who may also be experiencing maybe some of the things that you discussed or something else that's painful or, or challenging and, and how do you, or how would you coach them or what would you say to them about dealing with that pain, whether it's through sharing it through a story or some other outlet? Well, I think first is, is just recognizing that when you're going through it is not all the time, that always a time to share. Um, so like, I don't talk about battles I'm still in. Um, so uh, it, it's, it's fine to, to have some stories that you kind of keep, you know, on the shelf um, because you're not ready to talk about them. I couldn't always talk about my mom and maintain composure, so I didn't do it. Um, And so it's, you know, it's it's now, you know, it's, uh, she passed away in 2018. Um, It still is impactful, but it's a, it's something that I can, you know, I can stand on and not fall into, um, you know, so much. So I think, I think our stories are really important to to share, even if it's just giving the voice to yourself that you're just, you know, you're capturing for yourself. You're you're talking about this is where I am right now with no intention of ever um, sharing it with anyone else. You know, so at some point you may decide to do that, but, you know, right then you don't have to. And, and really just finding like what you're finding, your where you find peace, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because when you're when you're going through that, when I was, when I was going through that, um, it's also when I like became an amazing salsa dancer, uh, because I needed an outlet and I didn't want to talk to anyone. 
Right. I just what, but I wanted to have some kind of communication in that nonverbal communication that happens on the dance floor um, or a dance class was, you know, it was really, really helpful for me. So I think whatever you have to do to find peace as you're going through whatever you're going through, like, um, and I, I made sure that I made it to those appointments, even if I had to like, not call a patient back right now, or not do something that was, you know, it's like, this is, you know, a hundred percent what I need to do for my mental health right now. And it's taking priority. Um, so, so I think those are really important. Yeah. And that's great advice. I mean, I think sometimes we are in the midst of a storm, like you said, and sometimes it's just better to deal with it um, while you're in the storm, whatever that takes, whatever that means. And then when you're ready to share or talk about it, or maybe even not, you know, you do it in your own time. And then to find something that helps you um, during that storm really as a uh, to help you with the outlet like you did with dancing. So that's beautiful. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about um, some of the things that you may do or, or some advice that you can give, three tips you can give to our listeners on thriving in the face of adversity, leading as a woman and caring for ourselves. So I think um, I think understanding your your leadership style is important. Um, understanding, I, I tell people, I'm, I rarely am I the loudest person in a room unless I'm mic'd. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't be the most influential. And I'm not going to scream and yell um, because I'm just not going to give that much energy to a lot of things. And I use silence all the time. Um, so when I have a vendor or someone who's coming into my office and um, they're trying to pressure me into into something or you know trying to um just you know just doing what they do um and I'll just say that's not acceptable yeah period <laughs> you know right. and I'll just move on like I'm not you know I'm not gonna belabor the point it's you know we're just gonna move on so I think um finding your um just your, your leadership style, it, you know, and your, your, your kind of method. And for a long time, I was trying to be like other, other leaders. And I was like, oh, I need to be more brash. I need to be more outspoken. I need me to be more this or that. And it's like, yeah, that's really not me. And um, I can be extremely powerful and very influential in how I carry myself authentically and my certainty. Uh, so when I say no, it is a complete and absolute no. Um, and it took a while for me to um, to get there in terms of like, you know, the, the confidence and, and that sort of thing. So um, doing that, you know, really just letting your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes um, and um, making making decisions faster and and um, and standing by them, knowing that, you know, it's not going to be 100 percent like you know, awesome <laughs> for every decision that you make. But um, I think part of part of being a, a good leader is that you have to kind of be able to say, okay, done next. Um, and just, you know, move on to, you know, you, you made the best decision with the information that you had at that time. And, you know, then it's on to the next project. 
um, because otherwise we'll just kind of rack, you know, we'll just kind of like comb over and just kind of like continually think about things. And I'm definitely one of those people that I'm a, I'm like a, a knowledge person. So I want to like comb through all the research and get all the things before I make any action. And um, definitely as a, as a leader and in running a company and in, in these kind of very dynamic times, um, you have to kind of, you know, look at the information and think about what you need, what your team needs, and just make a decision and move and, um, and, you know, just kind of like stay in action. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's, you know, super important. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I like that really the understanding um, your leadership style because we all, you know, lead differently. Um, but it's also important for us to recognize that there are other styles and when to use them. Right. But maybe maybe your main style is the one that you use most of the time. But in, right. in some instances, you may need to kind of, you know, use uh, a different tactic. Um and being influential is also very important, knowing how to influence, um, like you mentioned. Um, and then, you know, letting our yeses be yes and our noes be noes. I like that as well. Um, just, just really making sure that we're steadfast in our in our decisions. So, yeah. So thank you for sharing your story with us today, Dr. Felicia. It has been very inspiring. I'm sure that well, I know that's going to resonate with our audience and, and help a lot of people. So if there's someone who is looking to, you know, follow you um, on social media, or if you have something that you'd like to share with us, um, where can they go and, and what can you share with us today? Absolutely. So um, the easiest is, is uh, Dr. Delicia MD. So that's uh, D-R-D-E-L-I-C-I-A. MD, so it's .com, is um, one of the websites that has links to all the different things that I do. And then um, across social media, I'm also at Dr. Delicia MD. And uh, so those are probably the easiest ways. And um, you can definitely just, you know, email me, Dr. Delicia uh, at dpcsuccess.com. So uh, the stands for direct primary care, uh, success.com. Um, I really just in I, I love connecting especially with physicians and and you know helping healers really you know get to their next level and just love the life they live. Great. So I'm going to be sharing all of those links in our show notes. And I also uh, am going to be sharing in the show notes a link to your um your fabulous um journal which I actually have purchased a copy. And I'm using it. It's wonderful. Um, I think it's helping me to organize my life. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I'll be sharing that in the in the show notes as well for all the listeners, um, for them to also to also purchase that book as well. So thank you again for being a guest on our show, and we look forward to hopefully speaking to you again in the future. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening today and for allowing me to be a part of your career journey. To continue receiving leadership support, I invite you to join our private Facebook group, Building Women Physician Leaders at www.leadingladiesincharge.com. Until next time, take care.